Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 148, What's Possible with Steph Tell. Hey, Steph, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm so excited to have you here today. But before we start, let me just give a little introduction about what we're going to talk about on the podcast today. So, y'all, I'm so excited to have Steph Tell here as my special guest, and you're going to learn so much about her. But Steph is an example of what's possible with changing your mindset around your relationship with alcohol, learning how to be uncomfortable, um, empowering yourself to, you know, create your own happiness in your life. And you're going to hear all about it during this episode. But I just really want you all to kind of lock into the idea of what's possible through this work that I talk to you every week on the podcast about. And so without further ado, welcome Steph to the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Steph had joined my coaching program back in January of 2020. And she's technically still in the program, but now she's actually working for me as a certified life coach. And it's just super exciting. Steph's the first person that I've hired that I've trusted to do coaching of people inside my program. So um, there was a long interview process. I interviewed many other women to do the coaching and none of them um, were as amazing as Steph was. So I just thought we would kick it off with kind of like your story stuff like what brought you to my program how did you find me all that good stuff so yeah so it's interesting i was thinking about this earlier that my story really isn't that unique right like there's so many women out there so i had my kids when i was 30 ish and they were born 15 months apart um thought that every single day was stressful and filled with anxiety. Um, I had postpartum depression with my first one, not ever dealt with it. I was depressed through my whole pregnancy with my second one. And for years afterwards, um, I don't want to say because of that postpartum depression, but it certainly didn't help. Um, there was a lot, a lot of tension between my husband and I, um, I was the Basically, I was a cranky bitch all the time to him. I could be nice to people outside of the house, but to him, I was a cranky bitch all the time. Um, and that he had ended up having an affair, um, six month affair. And um, yeah, my world came crashing down for a bit. And in amongst all of that, I'd say I really started drinking daily when the kids were little, but definitely as I got older and I felt like they could take more care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, my, I, I went to drinking like a lot every day. My, my typical drink pattern was Monday through Thursday. I pour a glass of wine when I was cooking dinner. Um, then before Greg got home, I would hide it 
pretend I wasn't drinking. And then we'd have martinis together. And then after he went to bed, I would go sneak some more wine. Um, and you know, did that every single night, except Friday nights, which were date nights. And then that was start off with a martini, half a bottle of wine, more splooshes of wine, another martini when we get home. And that was like my typical week, well over a hundred drinks a month. Um, woke up every morning going, what the hell did I do that again? Feeling like crap, beating myself up. I'm going, not going to ever drink again. And then by four or five o'clock, that night I was doing it all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so many people can resonate with that, right? So I think it's interesting. Like, do you feel like you're drinking upticked too with the affair and like processing oh. that and your, what were your feelings around that time? And like, what was happening? Um, My feelings around that time, I was, I was feeling guilty. I put all the blame on myself for for that affair. I felt like I was the one who drove him to that. I was the one who brought this person into our house. Um, I was the one who gave them permission to spend time together alone. Um, and we, Greg and I definitely amped up our drinking during that time. And after that time, it definitely amped up because that we didn't know how to deal with it, you know, and we were trying to put on a brave face for the kids during the day. And then at night, it just like, we just blew up and, yeah. and went to the drinking to help calm us. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times I think, you know, people tell me and you hear this too, because you've been in the program, like people just say, it's just a habit. And you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not necessarily drinking for my emotions, even though for you, like the affair, how, how long ago was that? Uh, 11 years ago. 11 years ago. That's when it was like in the crux of it, right? Like very charged feelings. And you were definitely noticed you were using alcohol from that place. But like, after you guys worked through that and things settled down again, you still had this training of yourself that you used alcohol to deal with your emotions. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I used it to you know, deal with the emotions of, you know, my kids turning into teenagers um, and going out to parties at night with friends or when they got their driver's licenses and drove away for the first time. Yeah. You know, it just, it, the only way to really, I thought the only way to really deal with all that stress and anxiety was, was to drink, that that's what the answer was to calm me down. Yeah. What was, what did that sound like in your head though? Because like you probably didn't walk around thinking alcohol is my solution to not feel anxiety. Right? <laughs> no, I think it was more like, I think, and I think that this is what so many people do, right? Like, oh my God, I'm really stressed out and I just need a drink. Mm -hmm. Like it just like, I just, I just need a drink. I can't wait until five o'clock. So it's been a horrible day. I can't wait until I can have a drink. You know, and of course it was also on the other side of it. It's a sunny day. I need a drink, you know? So it's just like, you know, it, it's no, I wasn't walking around going, Oh, you know, I'm going to use this to solve my anxiety, but it definitely was in my brain that that was the only way to decompress and relax at the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you for sharing that. I think that's important for people to understand. Like sometimes we talk about feelings here on the podcast and, and in the coaching group too. It's like, but we don't even, when I was figuring this out for myself, I didn't know that I was doing that really. I knew that I was taking drinking to take the edge off. That's what I would say that myself, I need a drink to take the edge off. I didn't necessarily know what that meant. Right. Like we're, when I explain it to people now, it's like we're drinking to reduce what anxiety feels like or what anger feels like or what that guilt feels like or boredom or loneliness or whatever is happening for you. Right. Right. I mean, it's like, but it's, that's the nature of the beast, right? That's the nature of alcohol. It numbs you. Yeah. It numbs everything. And you, we believe that we took that as I'm relaxing. I feel so much better instead of I'm numbing out. Like you say so many times, it's just completely numbing out. Yeah. I used to, I remember thinking things too. Like, I just want to shut these chatter off in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to quiet my mind. I remember thinking that because I would have all these lists and I would be reliving the day in my head. And like, you know, it just, I used it to quiet that down as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause it's, it doesn't go away. And you're like, okay, the only what reason, the only way that I can get this to dissipate is to have those drinks. Yeah. 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 So you found me on Facebook, I think. And then you said in the program. And I remember when you first joined, <laughs> especially when you were going, like the thing that kind of sticks out in my mind is um, when you were going on that trip, that retreat. Where was that? Are yes, that was Belize. Actually, that was March. It, so it was what, two and a half months after yeah. I joined the program. Yeah. And I was going to Belize on a girl's trip. Um, women that I knew from the gym, but really hadn't spent a whole lot of time with. So I was a little nervous about, you know, rooming with somebody with two women that I didn't really know that well and, and whatnot. And I remember I had so much drama about making my drink plan for that week. Yeah. Like I just, I remember I got on the coaching call with you and I was like, I don't know what to do here. I'm, and you're like, well, just make it right now. And I'm like, no, I can't make it right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. But it was just so much. I was just stuck in the drama in my brain about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, part of that was because that was the first vacation that I was going to go on where the idea wasn't to start drinking at soon as I woke up and drink until I go to bed. Right. I think yeah. the idea of that for you was just mind blowing, like that you weren't going to do that. It was like <laughs> such a big departure for what you normally did on vacations that you just did not know how that would, what that would look like, what that would feel like what your experience, what other people were going to think or judge you or ask you questions. Like it was just so much because it was so big. Absolutely. 100%. I'm sure that when people are listening to this, they're going to be like, yes, how could you go on vacation to a foreign country and not like just drink your way through that city or your event? Right. Believe me, I felt the same way because like everything revolved around alcohol and it was vacation. And you don't right. want to think on vacation. You don't want to have to worry on vacation. So you just drink, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So tell them what happened on that vacation and like what happened after. So I made the plan that day while I was on the call with you. And I was like, oh, 
you know, gritting my teeth. Um, I made a plan not to drink that week. And I was really nervous and really scared to fail. Um, and when I went on, nobody cared. I think that's one of the biggest things too, is when I went there and I said I wasn't drinking, like nobody cared. I was expecting drama about it from people. Now, maybe if I had been with like my mother or my sister or somebody who I knew for a long time, they would have been like, I can't believe you're not drinking. But these group of ladies, it was, we were there to have a good time and work out and whatnot. Nobody cared about drinking and then, and come to find out that they weren't a really big drinking bunch anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was so like, I got home and I was just like, holy shit. I just went to Belize with a bunch of females, which you know that there was drama with a bunch of females together um, and didn't drink. And it was just like, it was mind blowing. I, I just proving to myself that I could do that was just like, just amazing. Like I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be able to do something like that. Yeah. And then what happened like after that? So that was about three months in. Then what did you like, tell them about like your experience with trusting yourself and thinking about your relationship with Greg and like all of that kind of came was starting to come together. Right. I mean, it just like, I think that like the biggest thing is just like taking responsibility for myself. Like once I was able to separate this, this idea that the alcohol was somehow controlling me and I was giving my power away to it. Once I realized that the power was all within me, um, that really rolled over into so many different things in my life, like the bitchiness to my husband. And like, we've talked about the trash before and like, you know, him not taking the trash out would lead to like a big, to do. I would be so annoyed and I would take it so personally. I'd make it all about me. Right. Mm -hmm. And like realizing that I didn't have to, I didn't have to think that way. And I didn't have to be angry about it. And I could just be like, okay, (laughs) it didn't take the trash out. Like it seemed, it sounds so silly. Um, but I would bet you that a lot of the listeners spend a lot of time picking at their husband with different things that they think are so important and the husband really doesn't care about. And when you pick at someone all day long, there's, it really does damage to your relationship. And when you just, it doesn't feel good to yourself. And it doesn't feel good. Right. So like I was on the plane recently coming to see you. (laughs) There was somebody, you know, with their mask, not they're not, they weren't following the mask thing on the plane. And I was like obsessed with staring at them. And I was so angry. I was so angry about it. And normally I do not care. I really do not care that much. Like I see people at the grocery store walking around. Like I'm like, whatever. And I just move on. But for some reason, being locked next to them on the airplane, I was like, put your mask on. And I was just like staring at them reading my book. You know, <laughs> over my book. And I was like, Angela, are you going to say something? Or are you going to, you know, if you're not going to say anything, then stop. Like, this is only hurting you. This is only hurting you, right? And because I was so, like, not enjoying my experience, right? I was, like, so worked up, so judgmental. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> because but here, here you were going on a lovely vacation to meet me. 
and your experience of being on the plane by your thoughts you were like kind of ruining it for yourself you know and that's like the thing is like we think that other people are responsible for our experience we like and I, this is how I did everything in my life. My job was responsible for me being fulfilled or feeling appreciated. My husband was responsible for making me feel happy and noticed and appreciated at home, right? And like when you separate those and like you realize that it's your own thinking about what they are doing or not doing that creates these feelings that we have, like the anger, or the resentment or frustration or all of that. And that that's optional. It's like, of course, you look at every opportunity now to like, okay, how can I think about this differently? What am I in control of? Right. I mean, even something so simple as me, like sending, I send the boys a text every night saying, good night. I love you. And in the beginning, if I didn't hear something back from them, I was making it all about me. What did I do to upset them? Why are they mad at me? Why aren't they talking to me? Or I would go to the place of, you know, they're in a car accident or whatever. I would just, my brain would just go. And now I'm just like, they're sleeping. They're busy. They don't want to text their mother back. They're 21 and 20, you know, like they look at it and they go, great mom. Thanks. And you know, and they go about their business. It's not like, I don't, it's, I, it used to fill me with so much brain drama before about it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, and here they're across the country. They have no idea what I'm, and I'm like the ball of, you know, anxiety and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the impact of learning how to manage your mind? Like how, how would you describe, you call it BA and AA, which I think BC and AC before coaching and after coaching. Um, what like your experience of your, just your day-to-day life is like. You know, the experience of my day-to-day life is that I just, I know that I'm responsible for how my day is going to go. Um, I'm not going to, if the elevator in my building is broken, I'm not going to like freak out and be all pissed off about it. I'm just going to go about my day. And it's just, I mean, obviously I still get annoyed with things throughout the day, but I don't let them drive my whole day, drive my, I don't stay in that, that annoyance or that pissed offness. It's like, and I remember like before I would just like, I would just hold on to stuff and just hold on to it all day long and just stamp around and just be angry all the time. And I just, I just feel like so much looser and freer and just able to process things a lot easier as they come along as things just happen throughout the day and just able to to just process them better yeah and that has led to what how much how much are you drinking now oh gosh i'm drinking like 90 95 less than than i was and most of the time it's you know it's we go out to dinner once a week sometimes more now that we live in New York city. Um, and you know, and I plan a dirty martini and to share a bottle of wine with him, with my husband. And I enjoy that, but it's not, I don't sit all day and go, Oh my God, I cannot wait until I get to have that drink. It's like, it's a part of my day now. Like before it would be like, can't wait to have it. It's going to taste so good. I'm pouring out over it. Like you say, you know, and now it's just like, it's a total neutral circumstance. It's just like part of my dinner. 
and I enjoy it and I move on. Yeah. So good. So when you're, when you think about the amount of time that, that used to occupy, occupy your brain, thinking about it, regretting it, beating yourself up about it, saying you wouldn't do it, right? Drinking it, Ugh. all of that. Like, tell us just a little bit about what you've been up to since you've got all this time and like new revived spirits and things. <laughs> well, I did go to the life coach school and get certified as a life coach and got hired by my wonderful coach and mentor, Angela, um, starting my own coaching business still working on that, where exactly I want that to go. Um, I mean, we've been traveling a lot and it's just been, the, the traveling has been amazing. Not, I actually remember my traveling when I come home, um, which is amazing. And just, you know, enjoying being in New York City and getting up and going for great walks and weekends, walking 15, 20 miles a day. And just, it's not all about, I mean, the weekends used to be especially consumed with drinking and it's just not that way anymore. It's so good. And tell us about how your relationship with your husband is now. Oh, it's <laughs> my husband, my husband, my husband, he cracks me up and it's great. It really is. I mean, he hasn't changed a bit. It's just all about how I changed about how I think about the silly things that he does. These, these silly things that used to annoy the crap out of me. Now I just, I smile, I giggle and I go, of course he did. You know, <laughs> So it's just, we're really, really enjoying being empty nesters and exploring the city and just really having a lot of fun together. Yeah. And oh. if you don't mind telling them how old you are. I am 52. Yes. Yeah. And 52. so I just want like the, the title of this podcast is what's possible with Steph tell. And we were talking about this the other day, right? So if, like at 52, you are re engaging your life. You are like, it's a whole brand new opportunity, a new career path, better relationships. You're drinking less, like anything is possible. It's insane. It really is. Like, I just, it, it was, you know, you have when your kids leave the house, you kind of, I mean, I know this is a thought, but there's definitely an identity crisis there. It's just like, I, I'm, I'm going from being a stay at home mother that that was my whole focus to now it's like, well, what am I going to do with myself? And just through this work, it just opened my mind up to so much more than, you know, just staying home and doing nothing. Like it just really has just really opened my mind up. I can't believe at my age, I'm like starting a business. People, my friends think I'm nuts, but, <laughs> but you know, it's amazing. It really is. And it's just like, I feel like I just like this whole new chapter of my life has opened up and I'm excited for it. I'm nervous, so, but I'm excited. Yes. It's fun to be nervous about something. Right. Or like a little bit scared that no, we know we're living when we're feeling that way. Right. It's okay that you have those feelings and you know how to manage them now yeah. and know that they don't mean anything. Well, and that's one thing you, that you said to me, I think when I was even thinking about joining, you know, going to life coach school, that when, when you're nervous or scared of something, you know, that you're living. And I wrote that down and I'm like, you know, we're, we're so scared to feel scared. Um, but if, you know, who wants to be content all the time? 
Like, you know, content is boring. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind being content on a Sunday rainy afternoon, sitting on my couch, watching TV, but that's not how I want to live my life. Right. You know, and, and trying new things and I'm pretty adventurous person. So trying new things, you know, it's, it's means that you're living. Yeah. I love it. So you remember when you first joined, you were very scared about your health and you thought, you know, you've tried all these other things before and you want to share a little bit about what you were thinking about where you were at that time. Oh, I, I had tried everything before and, um, you know, there's alcoholics in my family and I was sure that I was going to die. I was sure I was going to die a very young age because, and I remember, um, I don't know if you remember in the beginning of the program, I had gone and gotten a bunch of blood work done. Mm-hmm. And one of the liver tests came back bad. And I was, and I remember posting, like I drank myself into sickness mm. and I just remember being like, I did this to myself. And that just was like a slap in the face. And I just thought I, you know, I'm killing myself here. Mm. And I had tried everything else and just just stopping and white knuckling and just trying to muscle your way through. It doesn't help. It doesn't, it's not teaching you really anything. It's teaching you that you can muscle your way through for a certain amount of time. And then you always end up giving in. Yeah. You know? So, and, and I'm not sure if you said this in the beginning, I think you did, but like, I really thought that I was going to be the one person that you could not help, but there was something about, the ad and everything. And I just, just like, I am going to do this last thing. And. And look you know, at you now, you're the yeah. first person I hired as a coach inside the program. I know it's, it's pretty awesome. It is a miracle. It's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of me too. <laughs> That's amazing. So what do you want to tell people like, if they've been listening to the podcast for a while or taking a free class or reading the emails and they're just like, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to tell them? I would say, don't stop. I would say, continue reading the emails, continue joining every free class that you can get your hands on. Continue listening to the podcast. Um, Do the wine free work weeks when you open them up because it, it really does work and you really can get control over your life again. And I know many of us have said this, but if this works for me, then it can work for anybody. Yes. And just keep putting the work in. There's no failures until you just give up. And as long as you keep moving forward and keep trying, then you're doing something and you're succeeding and just keep moving forward. Yes. And if you want to work with Steph, she's coaching inside the program. Yes, she is. And, you know, what a better person to that's like just sort of like not fresh. I mean, you've been at it for a couple of years now, but someone who knows this work inside and out right there by your side, um, you know, between her and I coaching inside the, the paid six month pro, uh, coaching program, um, you don't have any better support than the people inside it and all the other women with the same goals, the same struggles, you know, very similar to what Steph has shared here today. And just knowing that you're not alone is just takes such a big weight off and having a place 
that you can talk about anything and no one judges you. It's just absolutely amazing because you don't always get that with a group of women. And this group of women, it's just the most non-judgmental, supportive group of women ever. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So good. Any final comments, anything we didn't touch on you want people to know about you? I wanted to mention that, you know, Steph is, um, if you want coaching um, from Steph, if you're one of my clients, you can get that inside the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living coaching program. Steph's going to be coaching some of our monthly coaching calls. But if you aren't in my program and you're thinking about trying out life coaching, Steph is taking a handful of private clients. And so we will link up Steph's email address um, in the show notes and you can have a free call with her to see if, you know, share what your big obstacles might be and if she might be able to help you. Yeah, I, I would say definitely give me, shoot me an email and I, nothing is off limits. Um, I'm willing to talk about anything and just, I just want to spread the word of this life coaching so much because you can change your life to have the life that you want to have. It really is all within you. It doesn't have anything to do with other people. It's all within you. I love that. It's all within you. So good. All right, Steph. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. If you want to have success like Steph and blow your own mind with what is possible, you need to come check out Stop Over Drinking and Start Living, my amazing six-month coaching program. You go to AngelaMasenic.com forward slash join, S-O-D-S-L. You fill out an application and I am taking new members right now. So don't wait. We'll link it all up into the show notes and I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Oh, yeah.